This is the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, episode 23. You're listening to the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, the number one resource for running a profitable home recording studio. Now your hosts, Brian Hood and Chris Graham. Hey, welcome back to the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. I'm here with Brian Hood, Mr. Six Figure Podcast Home Studio. What am I even talking about? I'm here with Brian Hood, Mr. Six Figure Home Studio. And we were just talking. We had a a guy that we know say something the other day. And it was, you don't need paid advertising. I know this is an intense question. It's something I know a lot of you guys are thinking about. Success, paid advertising, how do you get more clients, etc. And Brian had some pretty cool things to say. Brian, do I need paid advertising? (laughs) Okay. This question, I think, has two different camps. You'll have the camp of people that believes that word of mouth and word of mouth alone is the only legitimate way to run your studio or any service-based business at all. And then you have the other camps that believe wholeheartedly in paid advertising. And you know the majority of those people may rely heavily, if not fully, on paid advertising to fill up their pipeline of clients. And so you know, if you are not in either camp and you're not sure what that is, or if you're in one camp or the other... Which one's right? Which one's wrong? And I have an opinion. <laughs> this is not this is not the gospel of business here, but I have an opinion on this. And you and I were talking through text and we started getting into such good conversation that we we're just like, we, we just need to stop talking about this and just record it. And the opinion that I have on paid advertising for service-based businesses, specifically recording studios, is this. Yes, it is fantastic if you can have a sustainable career solely off word of mouth advertising. That's how my career has been my entire life. However, does that mean you should not ever advertise your studio? And this is where I think that type of advice is potentially detrimental to studio owners. And here's why I think that. Most home studio owners struggle with two different things. They struggle one with finding clients, which is the vast majority of any a six-figure home studio subscriber or podcast listener, the vast majority of them struggle to keep uh, their schedules full with paid work. And two, those who are already full-time struggle to free up their schedule in order to have any sort of life. And so what you'll tend to see is in any service-based businesses, whether it's a dentist or whether it's a, a chiropractor or a doctor or a lawyer, anything where you're trading dollars for hours, And in the studio, that's the majority of the work that you take on is some sort of direct or indirect trading time for money. In those types of businesses, you're going to hit a ceiling if you have any sort of success. And so what you'll see is these people like doctors, lawyers, dentists, recording studios, if they can get to that level where they're fully sustainable on word of mouth advertisements, it's because they've hit a ceiling in their businesses. They've hit a ceiling in their earnings and they think that is it. They think I can't take on any more work because I'm too busy. And if you go back and listen to the second episode of this podcast where I interview Chris Graham, this is where he hit his own wall, his own ceiling in his business. How many years ago, Chris? Five, 10 years ago? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. And listen to that episode for more details. But he hit the ceiling in his own business. And this is what the response is for most service-based businesses when they hit the ceiling. Their response is, I'm going to just raise prices so I can earn more. And even that, while a smart move and something I would recommend anyone do when they've hit that ceiling in their business... Most people 
when they start raising their prices, they're going to hit a ceiling on their rates as well. There's only so much of a price that the market can bear is what they say. What can your customers afford? And that number has a limited amount on it. There's a ceiling on what you can charge. So if there's a ceiling on your time, which there typically is, and there's a ceiling on what you can charge, then there is theoretically a ceiling on any service-based business, right? And this is where we get into the conversation of should you do paid advertising or not? Because if you have a successful word of mouth business, and you've hit that ceiling on both what you can charge and the time you can spend at your business, then of course you don't need paid advertising, right? Because you've already got more work than you can handle. And this is where we hit this pivotal moment of answering this question of, do you need paid advertising? Uh, And I'm going to actually answer that in a second. But first I'm going to go back and talk about that second camp of people that doesn't have that steady word of mouth clientele. They struggle to find clients and that is the vast majority of podcast listeners. So where do those people fall? when it comes to paid advertising. And this is also where I think telling people that paid advertising isn't necessary or is unnecessary or you don't need it. This is also detrimental to their careers because you can't just go out and get a steady stream of word of mouth clients. It's not something you can just go do instantly. It's a slow build over many, many years and many, many happy clients. And paid advertising, in my opinion, and I'm sure Chris would agree with me, is an incredible way if you can master it, an incredible way to build that snowball for your word of mouth clients. Meaning if you think about a snowball as the snowball is rolling down a hill, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, think about your clientele. Your list of past clients is your word of mouth snowball. Every single one of those people you work with is some sort of walking, talking form of advertisements. They're going to send you work. They're going to tour with other bands or they're going to play local shows with other bands if they're a local artist. And they're going to hopefully spread the good news of your studio, right? Or your service-based business if you're any other type of business owner. Well, again, to get that snowball rolling, paid advertising is a fantastic way to do that. Because think about this, how else are you going to find clients? Now, there are plenty of lead acquisition strategies which we're not going to cover today, but paid advertising is a great one to focus on if you can make the numbers make sense. And Chris Graham has done an incredible job of doing that in his own mastering business. And you and I were talking about before this episode, by now, you could completely eliminate paid advertising from your, from your business model and you could make a living doing this. But how much time would that actually fill up in your day if you cut out all paid ads right now? I'd have a lot of free time. I'd have a solid income, but I'd have unused time in the studio that I could be working on projects from new customers. Yep, and so now I want to go into back to where we're talking about service-based businesses that hit that ceiling on rates and time. Chris hit this same ceiling 10 years ago. And instead of just accepting that this was the most work he could take on, accepting that this were the highest rates he could charge and accepting that this was the limit of his income, he instead said, I'm going to break through the ceiling of time, right? And how do you do that? Well, you have to do that through three things. That's automation, which is what he picked, delegation, which is what he's working on now, and elimination, which is what both he and I have done in the past, which is eliminating services, stepping over that small pile of money in order to get to that big pile of money, right? And most business owners in service-based businesses fail to do this. They struggle to do this. Either they try and they fail in a big way, or they don't even know to try to do this. And by not doing this, they are limiting the amount of clients they can take on. So now let's go back to Chris's story for this example. Chris broke through that barrier by using something called Apple Scripts to write code essentially on his computer to automate a lot of the tedious bullshit that he has to do in his studio, in his business. 
in order for him to take on more clients and do less of the tedious bullshit, right? That was one thing you did. And to be more social, the thing that surprised me so much was as I became more efficient as a mastering engineer, it gave me more time to pick up the phone to call clients and get to know them. And what blew my mind is as I did that, my number of bookings skyrocketed. You know, as I made friends with people and just, you know, hung out, it got a lot easier to get people to actually hire me. I, I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Chris, but I tend to believe you would not have time to do that if you wouldn't have automated a lot of the crap going on. Oh, not only would I not have had time, but I was so grumpy from being so overworked and from having so many different types of menial tasks that I had to do that I didn't want to talk to them. And if they did call me, I was kind of a jerk. Yeah. And it, it was, I'll never forget realizing, oh my gosh, like I'm enjoying, really enjoying talking to my customers because I just come in and I master. I don't have to like spend all this time labeling files and uploading files and you know, asking clients for clarification on which song was supposed to be number three on their album because their, their <laughs> song titles were confusing. So when I started becoming more efficient, I also developed much better social skills. This is where we talk about paid advertising again. It is you have broken through that ceiling of time and you can do a lot. You can do a ton of systemization, automation, and delegation in your business to eliminate that time ceiling that you will hit inevitably in your business if you hit any amount of success. And then what do you do? Well, you can enjoy your time that you have free, but that's not going to really push the boundaries of your studio's income or your business's income. And that's where paid advertising is a fantastic way as a business owner to ramp up your income once you've broken through that ceiling of time. Well, and here's another component. I did this backwards. I launched my mastering business. I started doing paid advertising. You know, I niched down, as we've mentioned before. I stopped accepting anything but mastering projects about 10 years ago. And when I did that, I started using paid advertising and I was able to generate a lot of people that were interested in me mastering a free sample for them. So much so that I had like a little mini nervous breakdown. It was extremely stressful because I'd, I hadn't really started on the systems train yet. And what was crazy about that was it was getting all the demand to work with me to see what I could do for them that generated the push that I needed to become efficient. It's really, really difficult to just in your head imagine, well, I want to be really efficient. What would it be like if I had three times more clients. That's really hard to imagine. For me, what it was awful. It was miserable, but I'm, I don't know how else I would have pulled this off was when I got to a position where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. This is way too much work. That drove me to try to become more efficient, which then drove me to do more paid advertising, which then drove me to become more efficient, which then drove me to do more paid advertising. The two things really worked in tandem and the thing that's great about paid advertising that's so much better than word of mouth is that word of mouth is not a faucet. I was about to make that exact point. It's intense because word of mouth, it just comes. And it comes in waves. You can go listen back to the Billy Decker episode. Billy doesn't advertise his services. Billy gets word of mouth and he does incredibly well with his business with word of mouth. But he's been doing it for what? 25, 30 years, a long time. A long, long time. And you know, not everyone is a Billy Decker. Now, does Billy Decker need to advertise? I mean, no, I don't think he does. But does that mean that you don't need to advertise? And that's kind of the entire point of this episode 
is that just because one studio owner or one business owner does not need to advertise may not mean that you don't need to advertise. It may mean that you could benefit greatly from paid advertisement. Yeah. Well, and more importantly, just because every studio owner who's successful and over the age of 40 doesn't do paid advertising doesn't mean that their advice doesn't apply to Mr. 25-year-old who's just starting out. That's a very dangerous game to say, oh, well, everyone over this age that's been doing it for longer than this amount of time does this. Therefore, I should do the same. Guys, the music industry is changing super fast. Duh. It's changing super fast. No one knows what it's going to look like in five years. So to look at older people and say, well, this is what they do and this is what I will do. It won't work. You're never going to be able to eat their lunch. You're never going to be able to sneak up on the successful and form a new business unless you're using new, exciting, and different techniques and offering new, different, and exciting services. Real quick, I'm going to go back and talk about Billy Decker again. He mentions in his interview where, you know, every year at the the same time of the year, he hits this lull in his business. And that is a lot of times, if you rely on word of mouth advertising, you're going to have these big peaks and valleys in your income. And I've experienced this in my own career. I've had, you know, a 10x difference from one month to the next in my income just because of me relying on word of mouth. And Chris, going back to the faucet illustration he used, paid advertising is a thing that you can almost, depending on how you have it set up and what method you use and a number of other factors, it's a thing you can turn on and turn off as needed. It's a thing you can ramp up, scale up and scale down as you need. And you cannot do that with word of mouth or many other forms of lead generation, in my opinion. Well, and so back to my story just a little bit, what happened for me, and again, this is 10 years ago. So a lot's changed in 10 years. It was great to be getting into paid marketing through Google AdWords 10 years ago because nobody else was doing it. And for me, it was, it was awesome to be like, okay, I'm going to turn the advertising on. Whoa. Oh my gosh. There's so many people coming at me. And then to be like, okay, I've got as much as I can handle off, push the button, turn it off. I'd catch up and then I'd turn it back on and I would kind of sputter. I would call that sputtering in, in your business where you're, you're on and you're off, you're on and you're off, you're on and you're off. But paid advertising allows you to do that. It allows you to get right down to work, right down to becoming efficient. And then when you've got too much to handle, you can pull back on it. And when you pull back on it, you're spending less, but you're also in a better spot to learn efficiency, to learn, oh, wow, I really need to develop a system for this or oh my gosh, I'm going to, for whatever reason, I'm going to switch and have all my files from all my clients come in through Google Drive instead of through Dropbox or instead of through every possible way that they could send files to you. Creating these systems to become really efficient is a lot easier if you're in the paid advertising train. And that faucet aspect cannot be underestimated. It is a magical thing to say off and then the leads slow down 90% and then turn them back on and they overnight, you wake up in the morning and you've got a bunch of leads. It's crazy. That's one way to start maximizing your business because until you hit that point where you are stretched thin with your time, you don't see those weaknesses in your business. You don't start to see what those areas of improvement are because you've never been forced to see those areas of, of improvement. Most people sitting here listening to this podcast that haven't had a new lead come into their inbox in two months can't even imagine what it's like to have more work than you can deal with. But rest assured that when you get to that point, you will have an entire other set of problems to deal with. Yep. And 
until you get to that point, you're not going to be able to push through that ceiling that I talked about earlier. Now, if you go back and listen to the episode we did with Emily, she combined two different areas that were unrelated really to create a new profitable niche for herself. And I think that's going to be a theme for this year for all of us as we're forced to take two unrelated skills and turn it into our unique differentiator. And Chris has taken automation and Google ads to be his huge differentiator and unique unfair advantage and implement that into his business in a way that uh, sets him apart and allows him to thrive when so many studios are struggling. And I think that, you know, we're going to be talking about this type of topic for a long time this year for a lot of different areas. We have some plans for people to interview around this, but I just think that you need to be thinking outside of the box. If you want to survive in 2018 as a studio owner, you cannot do the same shit you've been doing for 20 years. Or the same things that you see people with 20 years of experience doing. You can't just adopt their strategies and think that it'll work for you. That doesn't work. I had someone comment on one of my my ads. I have ads running for the Six Figure Home Studio. He commented on one of the ads just talking about how he's been doing this for 20 years and the industry's changing and no one can make money anymore. And, you know, it's people like you who are ruining it for everyone else. And, <laughs> and the, the only thing I can say to that is you have to adapt or die. And I don't mean die literally. I just mean your business will die. And that goes for any industry in anywhere in the world if things are changing and people are jumping on that train of change and you fail to do that, you're going to struggle and you will probably perish as a business. And let me get rowdy on you guys here a little bit. Ooh, get rowdy, Chris. There is a temptation to say, oh, the music industry's changing. Oh, no one can make any money anymore. Go, 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 victim, victim, victim. Bull crap, dude. Bull crap. This change that we're experiencing right now isn't even that new. A hundred years ago, when radio came out and they started playing songs on the radio, people freaked out. They freaked out because the industry changed. When people started having really, really small radios, portable transistor radios, music changed because the types of songs that sounded good on those small radios were totally different than what sounded before. And there was a massive change. When record players came out, when there was suddenly, it was the singles, like those little tiny records, when kids could buy those, it changed everything. When FM radio came out, it changed everything. When cassette tapes came out, it changed everything. When iTunes came out, it changed everything. That was a long time ago, man. This is like 2001, 2002, something like that. Our industry has always been changing and it will always be changing. And the people who are successful are the ones who change too. You see this all the time, people complaining about Spotify, artists talking about Spotify and how they can't make money off of that. I have still seen a lot of artists making a lot of money because they have seen what business models they can incorporate that are different and unique. And they've done that. I've seen people that have implemented subscription businesses for songs as musicians making 20, 30, $40,000 per month. I've seen people that are using paid advertising for their albums and crushing it. And this is something that you'd never saw before, but the people doing this are sitting here reaping the rewards of taking these other areas and combining them into their businesses, while those who just sit and bitch about the changes while doing nothing to progress with the changes, those are the people who are doing nothing but adding fuel to the fire of the outrage of what's going on, and they're never going to change and get out of that uh, negative situation. Well, and the thing that's so hilarious about this is that our industry isn't the only industry that's changed a lot recently. Education's changing a lot recently. Technology is changing a lot recently. Computers are changing a lot. Phones are changing a lot. 
Guess what we have going for us, guys? We're creatives. Our job is to be creative. Do you know how you find a new niche? Creativity. Preach it, dude. Man, thank God. Thank God we're creatives in a changing industry. Because how terrible would it be to be a non-creative in a changing industry? It would be awful. You make a really good point. Well, I love that. Like, There's a huge opportunity for especially young creatives to be creative and find a new niche and create a new niche. What Emily's doing is amazing. She's drumming online. She's, she's not the first person to do it, but she's doing a great job at it. She's doing something unique. And there are so many opportunities for people who are creative enough to, I love the thing you mentioned of bands that have made a transition to say, hey, from now on, we're not going to record albums. We're going to charge a small subscription fee to our fans. and We're going to come out with a song each month because it overcomes the issue that we have, which is we need consistent monthly income to pay our bills. So there are many, many opportunities. And dare I say, never have been more opportunities because there have never been more free or really cheap tools available to launch a creative new niche. We're really, really lucky, guys. And back in the day, if, if you're a 25-year-old, I'd say probably our average podcast listener is probably like 25, 27, 30, somewhere in there. If you're one of these young guys back in, say, 1950, there are not many opportunities for you to create your own business and work for yourself. If you want to be successful, you got to move to Los Angeles, you got to move to Nashville, or you got to move to New York City. And you got to beg, borrow, or steal to get yourself in the door. And I'm so grateful that I don't live in an era where gatekeepers were kings. Although I, I wish you lived here in Nashville, just saying. Well, I'm not saying that I, I don't want to move to Nashville. <laughs> That'd be really fun. <laughs> but what I am saying is that we live in an era where as a 25-year-old, you can launch your own business. That's true. And you don't have to quote unquote pay your dues. That's awesome. So bringing this back, to the paid advertising conversation that started this episode off. Let's talk about when does paid advertising make sense in your business, Chris? Do you want to start this off? Yeah. Well, let me just say this to start off as we transition. This question of, do you need paid advertising for your recording studio? To say you don't need paid advertising, I think is irresponsible. I don't think everyone needs it, but it's certainly for some people. To make a blanket statement and say it's for nobody or to leave an implication that it's for nobody, that's just not good. Because for some people, it is the most amazing thing that you can possibly do for your business. One of the things we need to talk about here, and we've mentioned this before on the podcast, is this idea that if you advertise, you're admitting a lack of talent. Not true. Not freaking true. Advertising is not admitting a lack of talent. Advertising is a way to use your creativity to get what you want, which is more clients. I think people understand why advertising is powerful. I think they understand that they may want to implement it in their business. And I don't think we have to convince them otherwise. There's probably a few naysayers out there who are thinking like, oh, you have to advertise. You're not a real business. I mean, go look at any other industry and you'll see a lot of paid advertisement uh, in even creative spaces. But I still want to answer that question. When does paid advertising make sense in your business? Because I think there's certain businesses where it doesn't quite make sense. And I think it's a conversation worth having where it may not make sense in certain scenarios or certain uh, types of businesses. Well, I would say that I am way on the opposite end of the spectrum from our friend who said that you don't need paid advertising. 
I would say almost everyone should at least try it. And the only people I would say shouldn't try it are people whose websites are like all things audio. If you're like, man, I do mixing, recording, mastering, editing, production. I can work in jazz. I can work in hip hop. I can work in Latin American music. Like if, and I'll do your music videos for you. And I'll do your music videos for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. If you're that guy, no, 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 no. Don't advertise. But if you offer one thing, if you have a really clear sales pitch, hey, I do this. Hey, I do editing for drums. Hey, I do vocal comping. Hey, I do auto-tuning for vocals. Hey, I translate songs into Spanish. Whatever, you know? Like, if you've got a really clear sales pitch, then you should try paid advertising. You should do it with a budget, you know, and, and that budget might be $30 a month, but you should at least try it because it's one of the most educational things you can do. And I think that's one of the things that makes it so great. You learn real fast when you've got that many strangers coming in the door. I'm thinking here of like, who would it make sense not to do paid advertising? And I can't really think of any situations. I think, you know, for that 0.1% of producers that just have that ridiculous deal flow, like Billy Decker, you know, who've been crushing it for years and years and years, and they just have hundreds or thousands of clients out there that are throwing work their way and relationships they built over the years. Maybe they don't need it, but I still think it's a skill worth investing in for those people. And this is why. When you hit those lulls in your schedule, if you know how to set up profitable advertising campaigns and you can just flip that switch and tomorrow your inbox is full of leads that are willing to pay you money, then to me, that is absolutely a skill worth investing in instead of stressing out, feeling like the end of your career is six months away, like I always felt like in my freelance career, instead of that feeling when your schedule dries up and you don't know what the hell to do, having that skill in your back pocket that you can just flip on a switch, to me, that's invaluable. And I think whether you are an absolute beginner and you're trying to get your first set of clients or you're you know, thinking about switching out of your day job and you want to have a skill set that you can use to help bring in more uh, consistent clientele when you make that leap of faith to quit your day job or you're already doing this full time and you know that every now and again, you're going to have a lull in your schedule or... <laughs> And so I think everyone should use it or you're doing this full time. You're absolutely crushing it, but you've hit that ceiling that you know you need a breakthrough. Once you break through that ceiling, well, you got you to gotta bring in your pipeline. You got to ramp things up even more. So it made, made sense to implement paid advertising after that. So I can't think, honestly, and we didn't outline this episode if you haven't, if you can't tell by now, <laughs> I can't think of any scenario where it doesn't make sense to at least have the skill in your back pocket. Well, I would say two things about two things. First thing is I think most people Think of paid advertising and immediately think of what we would call cold traffic. Complete strangers who have never heard of you. Oh yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, that's not necessarily the only thing we're talking about. One of the best and lowest hanging fruits for paid traffic is remarketing. So retargeting or remarketing um, means anyone that's come to your webpage will see your ads. So you're on Facebook, you're surfing around, you see an advertisement for like really cool military belts or something like that. I see those a lot for some reason. You click on the link, you go to the webpage and you're like, wow, that, that belt with a cool knife built into it's pretty sweet. It's because you're like a survivalist hippie. That's why. Yeah. I like want that. So uh, then you click back to the webpage and the next day you see a new, a new ad for the same belt. And the next day, a new ad for the same belt. And then a new ad for the, the same belt later that afternoon. That's retargeting. That is really, really useful. If you've got a website and you've got a reasonable amount of traffic on it, even a hundred people a month, 
And you can flip a switch where every person that's been on your website starts to see an ad somewhere on the internet that reminds them that you exist. That's a good thing. So the first thing I would say is there's a difference between cold traffic, converting total strangers, and warm traffic. Getting people who have been to your website who know who you are to be reminded that you exist. Retargeting, remarketing is for basically everybody. That's that magic switch that you can turn on and get a lot of people to come back to your website. Yeah, these are people that somehow were referred to you. They came to your website, they check out your work, uh, and they may not have filled out your quote form or they may not have filled out your payment form if you're taking payments on your site. And all you're doing is saying, in other places on the internet or on Facebook, we're going to show these people ads that just say, hey, are you looking to record soon? Or hey, are you looking to have your songs mastered soon? Or hey, here's an offer that you can't refuse. It's 50% off. Not that I really get behind the discounting game, but you get the point. You're able to take people who already have come to your site. They found you in some way, shape or form, and they may just have gotten distracted or it may not have been time for them to um, fill out your form. Well, now you can use retargeting or remarketing to show ads to people in an effort to get them back to your site. And no matter what business you're in, I've never seen this where it's not the case. That is going to be the highest return on investment for your ad dollars, period. And different, every industry is slightly different, but it's usually a massive difference between you know warm traffic and cold traffic advertising. Yeah, remarketing is cheap, dude. And to say you don't need paid marketing when you include remarketing, which is paid marketing in that conversation, that's kind of bonkers to me. Remarketing is so powerful and so cheap and is such a low-hanging fruit. The second thing I would say speaking of people who maybe don't need paid marketing. In my business life, and I think in most people's business life, I go through modes. Right now, I'm in an efficiency mode. I'm working on systems that make my business more efficient. I just hired an assistant, so we're in the process of training her. I'm doing things that allow me to take on more projects. I'm not focusing on marketing. I call those seasons. Seasons, yeah. I will be getting back into a marketing season here very, very soon. You guys will probably see ads for Chris Graham Mastering as you are perusing the internet. I'd put money on that. Yeah, me too. I'll put money in that. (laughs) You see what I did there? Anyways, if you are in the season where you need to focus on efficiency, then paid marketing might not be for you right now. And those people, they've got a lot of work going on. They're pretty stressed out. I don't enjoy my efficiency seasons. They're, it's a lot of work. I'd much rather be in a marketing season. Absolutely. <laughs> You're building new systems. And when you build new systems, things break a lot. I mean, we're talking about your form breaking on your site recently. That was a huge pain. Uh, a form that we use for uh, mastering projects broke because of an update that I made and I rebuilt it from scratch. It was, a, it was a lot of work, but the system is so much better and so much more efficient And I was able to eliminate a lot of questions that didn't necessarily apply in certain scenarios and make them show up when they did apply. So I would say if you're in a season where you're focusing on efficiency, paid marketing probably isn't it. You should probably wait until you've got your business in a good, efficient spot where you're like, you know what? I could handle twice as many clients. I could handle three times as many clients. Once you're you're to a spot where you're like, my systems feel great, whether that means you hired an assistant, you got an intern, you had a better upload system on the website, you have a better project prepping system, you do what Brian did and you hire an assistant to prep every mix that you do so that when you show up, you're not digging through mountains of files and figuring out why they're not aligned and why some are labeled in weird ways and others have you know hieroglyphics for names and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, when, when you're in a situation where you're building systems to make yourself more efficient, 
That's a good thing. You need to have those seasons. And you can't just be like, paid marketing all the time. At least I can't. I don't have the, the goonies to be able to do that. But you go back and forth between seasons of focus on efficiency because you learned a lot during your heavily, you know, your marketing season. You learned what you could be doing better. And you have other seasons where you're focusing on marketing because now you have all this extra capacity because you've um, stopped doing something that you shouldn't be doing. For example, maybe you were hanging around and cleaning the studio yourself for an hour every day. And then you finally just hired someone and now you've got an extra hour of time and, oh, we can, I'm more efficient. So I could, I'm going to focus on marketing now so I can fill that time. So to sort of sum it up, my two things are paid marketing is a, is a huge topic. It's not just, are you running ads on Facebook to get total strangers to hire you? No, it's way more complicated than that. Yeah. I want to, I want to really push in the fact that it's not the thing you just turn on, you create in a day, you turn on and you've got leads flown in. The, there's more psychology than anything else behind proper advertising. And if you're not willing to invest the time, effort, and money to learning these skills of psychology and the technical know-how of how to run these platforms in order to be effective and all the strategies involved with paid advertising, if you're not willing to learn those things, you're going to just, you're just going to waste money. So don't even try. So I have to say that, but I think it is worth the time, effort, and money necessary to learn this stuff because of the skill that transfers to so many different areas, not just your studio, but if you ever start another business in the future, or if you ever trying to help a friend or family member with their business, paid advertising can transfer to a lot of different areas. It's a very valuable skill to have in today's age. Yeah. If audio mastering became illegal tomorrow, I would probably be okay because of what I've learned about paid marketing and what I've learned about building systems as a result of my business. Dude, I am a hundred percent certain that my future is secure because of the skills outside of audio that I've developed in an effort to learn how to build a business in audio, if that makes sense. Yeah. So all the time, effort, money I've spent on the business skills of running my studio, that transfers to a lot of other areas. So I don't have to worry about my financial future because of how much I've invested in myself. Yeah. It's an amazing skill to have invested in yourself to become good at marketing. So just to wrap this episode up, Chris, um, let's talk about some resources people can go to if they want to learn more about getting started in paid advertising. You have any good go-to resources for, I know you specifically focus, like this is the difference between Chris and I. Chris focuses mostly in Google ads, Google AdWords, and I focus mostly on Facebook ads. So I think we both have something to bring to the table here. Yeah. So I would say uh, one of the first things that you need to do if you're going to get into paid advertising is you have to install Google Analytics on your website. Just here's some meta for you. If you don't have Google Analytics and you don't know what it is, Google, Google Analytics. Install that on your website. You need that because everything you're going to be doing is about measuring traffic and figuring out where they're coming from, what they're doing, how long they're there for. The second thing I would say, and I think this applies to AdWords, Facebook, you know, Instagram advertising, whatever you're going for, is set a budget, man. Figure out a number that you are comfortable with losing each month. And by losing, I mean losing. When you first start out, you might not make any money at all. But more importantly, you'll learn. So I think a perfect dollar amount, if you've never done paid advertising, even if you are living in your parents' basement, $30 a month, it's a dollar a day to invest in marketing in some way, shape, or form. What resources can they go to to learn about this though? Not just the being willing to lose money, which is inevitable in any new advertiser. What's a good resource for learning Google ads to start? Okay, so let's say you're thinking about getting into paid advertising. Like I said, first thing you want to do is set a budget. 
I think $30, $30 is nothing. It's so cheap. You're spending $30 on something stupid a month right now. I guarantee it. I spend that much a week on coffee. Well, at least you, you are now, but pretty soon you're going to start roasting your own beans. Yeah, you're right. I, I just bought a coffee roaster. Thanks to Chris. <laughs> I got a AeroPress. I got a, I got the whole kit and boot caboodle I need for proper coffee. But back to what you're saying here, the, the important stuff. Yeah. So I would say one thing to keep in mind is that if you want to be an expert in something and you're gritty enough, all you have to do is go on Amazon and find the three best-selling books on the topic you want to be an expert in, buy them and read them. You'll know more than 99.9% of the rest of the world about that topic once you finish reading those books. If you want to get into advertising, and let's say you're like, oh, three books, that's too much. Go find the best-selling book on Google AdWords or the best-selling book on Facebook advertising. Don't go to the library buy it. 15 bucks or 20 bucks for a book is a ridiculously good deal. Yeah. I'm going to go and just give a straight recommendation since Chris doesn't want to seem to do that. I'm going to go give a recommendation for, (laughs) if you want to get into Facebook ads, there's a book I recommend. Uh, It's called the complete guide. Nope. Sorry. The ultimate guide. Don't get the complete guide. Get the ultimate guide to Facebook advertising. This is done by a guy named Perry Marshall and Keith Krantz. Have it. Haven't read it yet. I just, I got it a couple months ago. Well, that's a good introduction, I think. There is a follow-up to that. You go to dominatewebmedia.com. They have a program called the Dominate Web Media Elite, DWM Elite. It's a membership site. It's a, at the, I'm a member of it, but I'm at the very bottom of it. It's $99 a month. Once you get that initial base of Facebook ad knowledge that you get from books like that, you're going to want to join something like that. Now, we do have a program inside of the Six Figure Home Studio Academy where Chris teaches Google ads and where I teach Facebook ads, but those are more introductory type level stuff. If you want to take it seriously, you want to take it to the next level, you may have to invest in something like a membership site because, and this is the big key and why I don't just recommend a single course to somebody, this stuff changes drastically within weeks or months. And so in order to stay on top of stuff, you have to be part of some sort of group that stays up with the changes. That's why I'm a member of that membership site. And I paid $299 a month, I think, uh, for my membership there. But if you want to take this stuff seriously, consider investing in that area if you want to get started with that stuff. So let's say that you want to learn recording. There's a really popular book called Modern Recording Techniques. It's in its like 99th edition. If you want to learn recording techniques, do not go out and buy the fourth edition (laughs) of this book. It's obsolete. It doesn't mean anything now. Marketing is the same way. If you found some book that was like, well, what you need to do is you need to let the tubes heat up in your console before you record. Well, no one has tube consoles anymore unless they're really, really rich. (laughs) So that stuff doesn't apply. So with marketing, you have to make sure that you are doing research and you're learning, you're reading books, you're on websites that are recent. I would never read a book on AdWords or Facebook advertising or anything else that was more than nine months or a year old tops. That stuff changes so ridiculously fast. So that being said, I think it's really important and maybe we're down a rabbit hole here. It's really important to see this as an education. Find a way to be able to afford to lose 30 bucks a month. And when you get a customer from that campaign, if you're real lucky, find a way to lose 50 bucks a month and then a hundred. So I would say invest in yourself, invest in your education, come up with a, with a dollar amount and you can set this up in AdWords or Facebook or whatever you're using to say, don't spend any more than 30 bucks a month. 
if you've got that emotional stability of, look, I'm going to lose 30 bucks a month. That's fine. I'm going to learn so much. I've been reading. I've been watching YouTube videos. I've been doing, you know, what I would do to try to learn anything else in this world. It's going to be good. And even if you never get a paid customer from it, at least you tried. At least you know a little something about it. But chances are, if you do a decent job at it, you're going to get people that reach out to you. And above and beyond, though, I think the important point of this entire episode is this. The goal is to learn a skill that you can use for the rest of your life. You may have to update it every now and again. You may have to learn new stuff. You may get a little rusty, just like anything else but it's something that you can carry with you for the rest of your life. And the same reason I don't have to necessarily worry about my future of what I'll be doing. I want you to be able to have skills that translate outside of the studio. That's the entire goal of the podcast and the, and the blog is I'm teaching you skills that are business skills. They're universal. They're for all entrepreneurs. So whether or not you are successful in your studio, I would love for you to be, but I want you to be successful at whatever you pursue. I don't want you to be tied down to a day job that you hate. And if you can invest into this skill of paid advertising and you can succeed at it and you can carry it over to not only your studio, but whatever you do in the future or any other businesses you do on the side, I think that is crucial to your success. And I think it is something that is invaluable to your future. Yeah. And so I would, you know, throw my two cents in here, just the last, you know, my last thought to repeat what I said earlier, paid advertising isn't for everyone, but it certainly is for some people. So don't just think to yourself and make this and have a limiting belief that paid advertising doesn't work. Yes, it does. That's why it drives our entire economy. It totally works in every industry. It's just a matter of whether it's done well or not. And it's just a matter of how it's done. Yeah, going back to episode 21, where we talk about figuring it the fuck out, this is one of those things that most people throw 30 bucks at something, say it doesn't work because that 30 bucks didn't get you a client, and then they hit that roadblock and they've given up because they didn't, they decided not to figure it the fuck out. This is something that's going to be a lot of struggles, a lot of failures, a lot of pitfalls that you can fall into, and if you can't figure it out, you will never succeed at paid advertising. So that is it for this episode of the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. I hope this episode was interesting or at least entertaining or insightful. Um, for those of you who know who we're referring to <laughs> for the basis of this podcast episode, we mean no disrespect at all, but we just think that it was a conversation worth having because at the end of the day, there's a million ways to accomplish the same thing. If you have any recording experience, you know this. If you run Pro Tools, you know there's 30 different ways to do the same damn thing in Pro Tools. And it's the same in business. You can advertise. You cannot advertise. You can focus on one thing. You can focus on not doing another thing. And so this episode was just our two cents on the subject. That's basically all it was. So <laughs> if you want to join the discussion for this episode, we have a conversation going inside the Six Figure Home Studio community. You can find that by going to the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash community. Or you can just go on Facebook and search the Six Figure Home Studio community. It's a free Facebook group. We all are in there. It's about 3,000 of us or so. And we're just helping each other with our businesses. But in there, there'll be a thread where we're talking about this episode, specifically about paid advertising. If you want to throw in your two cents, go there. And that's where we'll be all hanging out, answering questions, and maybe even arguing. Who knows? Anyways, next week's episode is a good one. It's one where we're going to be talking about easy, simple ways that you can wow your clients that you can blow their minds by going above and beyond in simple, easy ways that cost little or nothing. So if you're looking for ways to stand out from your competitors, highly recommend checking out next week's episode. It comes out every Tuesday morning at like 6 a.m. Central Standard Time if you are subscribed to the podcast. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, 
it'll usually show up on the blog sometime around the same time where you can listen in the browser. So I'll see you again next week. And I hope to see you inside that conversation inside the six figure home studio community. Happy hustling. Whoa.